everybody, and welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing that I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Welcome to the Patreon-exclusive game shows, I suppose, except no substitute. Of course, there's like a dozen game show podcasts out these days, but hey, you know what? Enough about me, right? Well, actually, it has to be about me, right? Um, So, this is going to be a weird episode. Uh... This is a all-review episode of Game Shows, I suppose, because we haven't done one of those in a while. Uh, so on today's episode, we'll be dealing with the new Chain Reaction. We'll also be dealing with the uh, Cherry's Wild that just debuted on Fox. And at the end of the show, uh, we'll also be talking about all of those great new game shows coming down like Pooch Perfect. And let's... What was the other one we were going to review? Oh, yeah, Bank Balance. Bank Balance debuted. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should start with that one first uh, and just go from worst to greatest, shall we? Um, so I, I I came into this wanting to talk about Joker's Wild. I, I really wanted to make this the Joker's Wild episode because uh, I want to record whole lot of episodes because, you know, it's March, and April comes up, then May, then June, et cetera, et cetera. And um, for game shows, it's always really tough, because there's only a limited amount of game shows. I kind of already hit the heavy hitters last year with November and my lead-up to ending the show. Uh, so I've already talked about things like Wipeout and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So it's really, now we're getting into the obscure shit, and that's kind of uh, interesting. Because that means we're going to eventually talk about um, late 2000s game shows. We're going to have to end up talking about uh, really crappy uh, CW game shows that lasted one season, like Capture. Uh, and a lot of these shows, sometimes the one season was like just a like one hiccup on a format point, and it really had a good idea. But, uh, you know... The, the 2000s was a horrible, horrible decade of game shows. Same with the 90s. Uh, 2010s, also no different. That was the uh, the decade that gave us a lot of uh, crappy shows like Hair Jacked and Win, Loser, Pawn. And it just... And, and what was it? Repo Games. Remember fucking Repo Games? Jesus Christ. Uh, but also a lot of modern game shows. Uh, like Taskmaster, which we've already talked about, uh, and the Genius Game, which we've already talked about. Uh, so it's going to be really tough. Anyway, uh, so I guess I gotta, I have like a few things I wanted to talk about. Um, so let's see here. So um, first of all, I guess I'll go with this one. So uh, first of all, I want to talk about Pooch Perfect. Pooch Perfect is on ABC coming soon. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, goodness, I'm, I've already seen Pooch Perfect in other countries. Uh, this one's different, because it's hosted by Rebel Wilson, the Australian comedian. Uh, and I, I don't, I, I, I think that my, I, I've seen other versions of Pooch Perfect, and I hated it. And seeing the what is like the preview clips of what it is here, it's the same. And I here's a here's the issue of Pooch Perfect. 
um, I, I think Pooch Perfect, by the way, is a good game show. If this was like Animal Planet, if this was like HGTV, if this was a Scripps Network cable game show, Bravo, for instance, this would be uh, a for sure a show for a niche. The fact this is on ABC proper is kind of rough because <laughs> rough like a dog. <laughs> I'm a goofy. <laughs> oh, ew. my career's over. Anyway, so Pooch Perfect is is basically a uh, a grooming a dog grooming contest uh, with the idea of you just basically do those over elaborate designs for for dogs, and you get judged, and the winner gets a hundred grand. I think that's the grand prize. And it's uh, the problem is with a lot of these reality shows where it's the uh, the Tin Little Indians until one's left standing to win the cash prize is that we are now in what I call the game show conflict zone because of COVID and everything that has to be a nonfiction show because to a scripted show requires a lot of overreach in terms of grabbing a set, getting a studio and uh, COVID vaccine and doctors and all that stuff, that they're trying to overlayer these reality shows and game shows, is that in the non-scripted field, you're now going to see a fight for five different genres of game show. You're going to see the return of the in-studio quiz, like Weakest Link and Millionaire and now College Bowl. You're going to be seeing um, foreign shows brought over here, like The Chase, you're going, but I will still say it's an in-studio quiz. Uh, you'll be seeing the return of things that happened in the '90s, like uh, the mall. Maybe might return. Maybe you'll see a return of uh, what was that weird game show, Chains of Love, on the CW or it was UPN. Uh, you might see um, '2000s a uh, trash like Joe Millionaire return because it's cheaper to just do a dating show than go out and make a documentary series you're going to probably see something simple similar to the simple life uh return remember the simple life what if we did that and they're going to dry up the well of game shows and it's going to be really sad because that because it's going to be a sum of why is this not doing well is this game shows yeah it's game shows we might as well cancel one hundred thousand dollar pyramid when that was a successful game show, uh, and this is not. Uh, so, a pitch, a pooch perfect is basically a, uh, I, uh, it's a genre that's the talent comp competition show. That's uh, all based on judgment. Now that is an okay genre to play with. I think that's fine. Things like uh, we we talked about chopped here. We talked about cutthroat kitchen. Uh, things like that where there's a talent involved in showing off that unique hobby like Forged in Fire, yeah, go for it. That's actually a good game show. Not everyone can know everything, but if you know a certain subject or a certain DIY project, to show it off is skillful. And that's why things like Lego Masters appeals to me. It's just that you have to have a nice brain uh, to, to try and create the sculptures. You need an engineering mind to try and figure out how to make a bridge with Lego. Uh, you have things like Hell's Kitchen, which is kind of stress mixed with restaurateur skills. 
but then they try and ham it up with Gordon Ramsay. Uh, it's a it's a genre that's going to end up trying to sh- show up, and if that shows up, then that means you're going to see a uh, a return to maybe. Um, Maybe another crappy reality contest, like, a, what was it? You're never going to get Who Done It again, so you're probably going to get something like uh, There Goes the Neighborhood on CBS. Because you need to try Game Show out. Uh, you're going to see the Frogger. Frogger is becoming a game show. Why do we need a game show based on hit and run driving? You're, you're frog crossing traffic, that's the game show? Did you not learn from Candy Crush? That just doesn't work as a premise. You can have so many safety mats on a car and crash protections and do the Ellen game of games. If they hit the car, they go flying up in the air. But it doesn't, like, it, 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 that's where we're at with game shows. I, I'm going to be honest, seeing a lot of the game shows coming down the pike, like Celebrity Dating Game, eh, I don't need to play Masked Singer with celebrities and then figure out who to date. That doesn't seem like an exciting premise to me. Um, I don't care if Zoe Deschanel and, and Michael Bolton are hosting it. Uh, ju- it just it, it it there is it, it it's kind of one of those frustrating things because to me a game show is like a to me I treat game shows the same way I treat video games. I I, I look at it as an interactive entertainment. A really good game show needs to have that force reaction of if you were in the show, if you were a contestant, how would you play this? What would you do? And if it's not, you have to have it be entertaining that you can sit back and see the contestants as characters and watch the story unfold. And it, that doesn't happen that much in the world of game shows. Uh, so we are dealing with um, what I'm going to call a uh, fuck it, pick it up syndrome. I think they just picked up small. I mean, small fortune just got like recorded and I think they're just waiting for air date. But no, no matter what, you're still going to get Ellen's game of games. There's not a lot of play along there. It really is just, here's an easy question. And then, the contestants have to be shit actors going, no, Ellen, no, Ellen, no, Ellen, don't you push the button on me, Ellen, no, no, Ellen, no, oh, I'm covered in goo, oh, I look silly, oh, oh, no, don't, don't you push the button, which drops me 40 feet in the air, I'm afraid of heights, ah, that's game shows, it's, it's annoying now. If it's not, it's ABC, and and I'm honestly, it's a flip of a coin with their good game shows. Uh, over the weekend, uh, we did their top five game show lists. Uh, I've already described them in a YouTube video here on Patreon, but if you missed it, uh, I will just recap the five shows. Uh, fifth place here on game shows, I suppose, what's my favorite game show list is Jeopardy. It went from first to fifth. Uh, th- the reason being... I don't think the the show can be a sustainable without Alex Trebek, and I and so far with Ken Jennings and now Mike Richards, it's kind of been proof that Trebek was really like the 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 heart of that show, and no one can really replicate, and no one can actually try to make the show their own, because it's a really weird needle to thread, and uh, also this season also had really bad judgment calls. 
since then. Like the start of the season with Trebek had a lot of weird judgment. And, oh, sorry, that's incorrect because you forgot an and, or, but, nor. Or uh, you said what is, we are looking for who is. Uh, four is only connect. That's one of my favorite UK game shows, a fun quiz, a fun play along. Uh, what comes forth in this sequence? What do these four items have in common? The wall, the connecting wall, which is now iconic because it's 16 things and four belong in each group of four. And then the missing vowels round. Three is press your luck. I put press your luck back on here because season two was fantastic. It was one of the best game show seasons I have seen. The uh, the way that they handle the prizes worked. The, the truncating from six to five worked in their favor. Adding double your dollars and add a one from the original run was amazing. And my favorite se- and my favorite episode was the they brought back 80s contestants back into the fold to have one second chance at Press Your Luck. And it actually kind of worked in, in its favor because they were throwing throwback uh, whammies. Uh, so, so to me, it, it's still the classic great luck-based game show. But the questions were smart, and Elizabeth Banks really made the show her own. In season two definitely improved everything from season one number two is taskmaster yes covid has really hurt the show in terms of uh, recording uh moving the channel four definitely uh is a shakeup in terms of the fandom but i will say taskmaster has become uh it's become more than just that game show and that's why I decided to put Taskmaster on this list. Taskmaster is this comedy game show where comedians were given really ridiculous uh, prompts to do, and they have to do it to the best of their abilities. But there's some lateral thinking and some uh, leeway to, for them to do something creative within the task. So, for instance, there's an egg, eat me, fastest wins. Now, they can just eat the egg raw, because that would probably be the most likely outcome if you wanted to quick it up. Or you can just go, I don't want to eat a raw egg, so I'm going to cook the egg. So now how do you cook the egg the fastest? So it becomes a lateral thinking move if I can just fry the egg and season the egg. And I have to eat the egg as it's fried. Uh, it becomes a very fun uh, little challenge. Uh, and the reason I put it number two is because even though this show is still funny and hilarious, and now it's become board games, there's a, there's a little... Um, book you can get that's like a good gift store book good 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 little stocking stuffer for the holidays uh the one thing that i will say is because of covid i i've been binge watching that show a lot too and i fell in love with it again re-watching it and the podcast that they've come up with where they go through every episode also kind of shows the same discussions I have when I watch the show. Like, how would you have played it? What would you have brought in for the prize task? Is there anything that you think, did you think uh, Greg was smart with this with this call or not? That it, it's just a great idea. Plus, and this is the follow-up, this is what I think w- works in its favor, is home tasking. Uh, as I've always believed, game shows is the as i said in the beginning it's if you watch a game show you if you can watch it and say i would have done this i would have done that uh and and you would have done something differently or something completely unique uh what what alex horn uh did with his show because this is his idea this is his little baby of a tv show concept is he turned 
the Taskmaster game show into a COVID-safe family activity where through Twitter and social media, he prompts the audience to do or replicate some of the tasks from earlier seasons or new tasks that he just came up with that's safe for family fun and home. And then he gets Greg Davies to make the judgment call on who wins. And I thought that is really smart. I, I tried a couple of them. I, I just out of because I was bored. <laughs> and I thought that's actually pretty good. He could do it out of boredom. Uh, but there are people who are really competitive and want to do every task that's being like sent to them. Families are getting involved in this, like in their homes, trying to do these taskmaster challenges. Uh, and it's it's such a weird thing to see kids like 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 these are elementary school age, middle school and high school age, like really young. Like they are not old enough to be a stand up comedian. Half the jokes that have been said by uh, Hugh Dennis would go over their head. But um, they are being crafty and they're making videos and they're sending it and they're just having fun. And I think in that regard, they kind of, it's kind of like that that uh, crystal maze factor. When Crystal Maze came out and people were like, why is there a kid's edition of this? And that became Jungle Run. Uh, Taskmaster became kind of like a family-friendly version of this very foul-mouthed show where you'll see uh, uh, an assistant uh, get his, like, take off his pants and underwear and then sit his bare ass into a cake with cream puffs on it and basically get himself a whipped cream enema. Uh, that's the game show, and kids enjoy it, apparently. It's weird. Very weird. Uh, but it is one of those things where it's the game show has an impact. Just like how Jeopardy is the ambassador for game shows, Taskmaster is somehow a force for good during a pandemic. And for that, I have to give it, like, a, a top prize of a top five slot. I didn't give it number one. Because my number one is just basically because it sits with me the most, Supermarket Sweep. Supermarket Sweep is my favorite game show because uh, essentially I was scared. I was kind of like wondering, hey, uh, can they really do Supermarket Sweep during a pandemic? You know, uh, people are kind of panic stricken. It's going to be hard to get toilet paper and all these accessories. And then I see the set. And it's like a modern like supermarket. It looks bigger than it did in the 90s. It, it's bigger than it did in the 60s even. And it's always at every 30 years that show re like returns. And when I, and I mean, I love Supermarket Sweep when it was Rylan Clark Neal in the UK. And I still love that version. But this version, it, they just sped up the entire show. They went, look, you're not here for the trivia questions. What if we just did that in the first act of the show? Second act is the sweep, and then the third act is the big bonus round. But we now extended it, so now there's a bit of a format point. And it's like, it works. It actually works as a game show. Because you have the play along in the first act. So if you just sit there, and here's like easy trivia, you can sit there, enjoy it. And there's three games, so there's speedy variety. In act two, you can't play along, but there is that character aspect. Because we've introduced to the contestants, and now they're all slightly characters, uh, in Supermarket Sweep, every team has like a customized sweater that's kind of 
trying to be what their what was one aspect of their team name or how they were. So if they're firefighters, something that looks like a fireman uh, suspenders. If they are, um, if they were teachers, something that looks more business casual. Uh, in in a way that it did, you actually now kind of see like two different things. Then in Act Three, we find the results who won the sweep, but then it becomes this high stakes, fast paced game show where they have to find three items in sixty seconds, and if they're right, it becomes do you you have twenty five thousand? Do you want to stop? I don't, I wish they just said you want to check out because they're they're for there's like a supermarket term used in there, and that's your cash out. You want to check out? Or do you want to keep shopping and we'll add 30 seconds to your time? And that becomes a format point. And as this is going, instead of other game shows, like whenever there's this a huge big money point, 25,000 double or nothing, 50,000 double or nothing. Usually they play a serious song. It, the serious like soundtrack is in the, is in the background where it's like like millionaire or are you smarter than the fifth grader, or the hustler, even, or even the chase, or something? It has to be a big, intense, doom, 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 that kind of like music. But here, it's still vibrant. It's still up. It's still like pacing, like you're in a nightclub, like doom, 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 and you're hearing Leslie Jones go, "You have fifty thousand dollars. Do you want to stop, or do you want to keep shopping, and we'll add fifteen additional time to your clock?" That becomes the format point, and it works in a way that I was—I am actually very shocked by, uh, because it the games speed through, and right when you're like ready for the next game, it pops in. I don't know if it's bingeable, but playing two games back to forth in the half hour, like a hundred thousand dollar pyramid, worked in the show's favor. Leslie works as a perfect. Uh, host because there's like a bit of character in the show she's kind of like well ryan is kind of like the 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 manager of the of the market it feels like leslie jones is also a manager but they never specify what her position is but they have the shop they have like the the three uh clerks you have a security guard named neil you and each of the three clerks have uh, like their own mini position in the supermarket there is Bethel the barista. There is uh, there's Richard the florist, who's Richard's roses, and then uh, you end up with with DC, uh, and DC is the lead checker, but he also has the the love boat character with him, where he's kind of just giving snide remarks and trying to give sexual innuendo as he's uh, checking the contestants out. So it's like, I always love a good pair. And something about that just feels very old time, but modern in a way that works. It is exactly what a revival of a game show is, where it's generation remix. Something from the 70s or 80s or 90s or 2000s gets blended to be a modern day thing. Supermarket Sweep has that in a way that's very feel good. Just something about DC doing that and just the characters and just the fact that it's like $100,000 is still a life-changing amount of money, that it works. So anyway, speaking of giving $100,000 in a half hour, Pooch Perfect will give away $100,000 at the end of the season. And you're expected to have character arcs and teams that are chipper and happy about dogs. That's... 
that's why I'm. That's why it's. I'm not saying because it's not supermarket sweep because there's so many other game shows out there, but there is a distinct uh, difference between a in studio game show with cash prize given away an hour and a game show where the prize is given at the end of the season. And that's um, maybe if this was like HGTV or Animal Planet or Discovery Channel or Discovery Plus, you know, that, that, that streaming service people enjoy. If it was one of those, then yeah, go for it. But I don't know if it's really a, a good place to be if you're if you're on ABC doing it. Are they trying to do something that, like in the Sunday night AFE spot or something to pair with America's Funniest Home Videos and American Idol? Because I don't, I don't know. I I just I think Rebel Wilson was okay on the uh, the last one laughing. The Australian version of Documental. I still prefer the Japanese Documental because there is still something distinct about that show, and I want to eventually talk about that show so much because it is one of those modern Japanese game shows that works. And Matsumoto is is just a genius when it comes to to comedy. He made his start in downtown at that famous variety show where one of the, the viral games was the You Laugh, You Lose challenge that spread all over the place. And this is basically the You Laugh, You Lose, but as like a soccer game with yellow cards and red cards. And I, Rebel Wilson is was okay on that. Uh, was I think Rebel Wilson just needs to find a better hosting gig. Why couldn't she host uh, Bring the Funny on NBC? Just throwing it out there. Why couldn't she host the brand new premium blend on Comedy Central? She, she's, she's Australian. Like she's, she's one of the, the crown jewels of Australian entertainment. And it, she's kind of stuck doing, let's just be honest here, shit game shows. I think she has potential to do something uh, better would be the kind of Australia's uh, got talent. One of those. Oh, well. Uh, So now it's time. Now that I said Pooch Perfect sucks and I gave my top five time for some game show reviews. Okay. So chain reaction has returned. Uh, if you've never seen Chain Reaction, it's a word game. It starts with word. There's a G underneath. Got the word game on your right. The word game starts a chain. Take a letter, make a guess, collect a chain with some cash. It's not guys against girls right now in Chain Reaction. In fact, this time around, they kind of fixed the format up. It's now a team of three versus a team of three like the olden days. But this time around, it's not boys versus girls. They're all kind of following the same annoying connection that you would see on most GSN game shows, such as, but not limited to, America Says and uh, Common Knowledge. Oh, we're friends. We're all co-workers. We work at a yoga studio. Oh, that's nice. That's the show. So Chain Reaction brought back Dylan Lane, but they didn't bring back his hair. Uh, in it, he basically returns as the host of the word game. Uh, maybe, uh, what happened to the, 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 what was that DJ? He, he was the second host. Uh, well, uh, so in this version, there's six words instead of seven. So there's already a difference. 
for each one you get, it's $100. And uh, if you can complete the chain, you get to the uh, the bonus chain for an additional bonus money. Uh, you have seven seconds to figure it out, and that's that's it. So round one's for $100 per word. If you complete the puzzle, you get that bonus round solve. Uh, round two, it's for $200. Wow. Round three, it's for $300. Also, wow. Did you guess what comes after that? Did you say $400? You're smart. Anyway, instead of round five being $500, round five is the gambling round where you can gamble anywhere from $100 to $500 in $100 increments every time you pick a letter. Once you make a guess, if it's correct, you get the you get your wager. If you're wrong, you lose the wager. Whoever has the most money at the end wins. But there's a catch. Unlike the other ones where there is just six words, this one has seven words, and the last one's a double wager, and you can wager all up to $1,000 on a wager. So that that basically makes the game, once again, like every other game show on GSN, the last round has a catch-up round where you can basically game-break the situation into your favor. Yay. Whoever wins keeps their money and goes on to the bonus round. The runners-up don't get any money. Fuck you. Uh, so in the bonus round, uh, they have to go through three rounds of play like America says. They have to get through a four-word chain, then a five-word chain, then a six-word chain in under 30 seconds. I think it's 30. It could be 60. I have to double-check. Uh, they pick a letter, take a guess. If not, play goes to the next player, take a letter, take a guess, and so on and so forth until they can complete by answering all, let's see, five, four, two, let's see, two, three, and four. All, Yeah. All nine words. If they can figure out all nine words in 60 seconds, they win. Which is actually not that bad. But, uh, as you have to wait for a second before the reveal, it's a little time-consuming. Also, much like on America Says, you don't get anything for completing the easy round and then the second round. It's all or nothing, uh, which is $10,000. Which I kind of am icked by, to be honest. I kind of wish they did the uh, something there where it was like a double your dollars if you get like if you like 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 follow UK game show protocol of if you beat the first chain you keep your money you get the second chain we double your money if you get round three we will not only double your money we'll add ten thousand dollars so you can get fifteen thousand theoretically. Uh, it follows every GSN protocol. It is still an addictive game show to play. It's still very fun of a word game. The set is amazing. Dylan Lane is actually probably better now than he was back then. Like he is, he's on top of his game as a host. Uh, it feels it. It feels a lot better than the uh, original one. The original one, by the way, was very cramped. And, and Michael Davies had, like, a millionaire-type set involved with, like, a really tiny studio in New York. And in this one, it's in Los Angeles, and COVID protocol has everyone stretched out, and it actually benefits the game show. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's still very, like, you have a big, like a big arena, but there's no need for it, uh, which is just, like, get a clue. You have a big arena, but no need for it. 
at this rate, I, why don't they just use the get a clue set with chain reaction with people put like just go straight up family channel of the 90s when they did boggle and yahtzee and all those no, boggle and uh jumble and they just had the uh like the same set they just changed the color one of those because it's that cheap of a game show set i don't know if it's as cheap as like you know um like how other uh companies like like um I was trying to think of what was that one game show that had like the double set and you just flip it over and that's like oh we're using I think that was, I was I was thinking funny you should ask but no that's just a singular set but they use it for for two studios because the next side over I believe is a it's like a talk show like on the lot or something um Mr Box Office I think uh so Chain Reaction I would give a B. To. I think it's a play-along show of all the GSN game shows currently on the air. I would say it's right below People Puzzler for me. I think Leah is just on a bad show. If you gave her Scrabble, she would ace it. Dylan Lane on Chain Reaction, it works. There's a lot of play-along. It's a proven format for GSN. And I think that's the show that could outbeat Lingo for them. Would not surprise me if they bring back Lingo, but... Chain Reaction is uh, it's actually kind of a fun show. I do recommend. I think an episode's up on YouTube now. Uh, and, you know, it's actually a, an addictive show. I, I enjoy it. Um, the only thing I don't like is, uh, once again, the third act has to have a catch-up round where it becomes basically game-breaking. Um and uh, there's also like no consequence and also the consequence of if you have no money you're out of the game the game's over anyway so you could be a team that only has like two hundred dollars and you're screwed out of picking letters so you lose by default on in that round they uh they need I, I think they just they're trying to come up with something that's not the the go finale where it's what blah is blah blah beep um so it's 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 fine anyway uh do you want me to talk about another game show cherry's wild cherry's wild okay i saw it and i will tell you something you it, it had everything it lined me up it had a proc placement with pepsi it had a quarter million dollar price that jordan jackpot that i've always like i is a quarter million dollars because it's perfect for a primetime game show because it's really a huge prize but it's always out of the reach where it's like you can win it but it has to be like once every like six or seven games and it, it they hooked me on that game because of the, the format is so simple you get five cherries you get the quarter million but then, I, I, I even went on social media. I vouch for this fucking show, Cherry's Wild. I was like, hey, Cherry's Wild, this is actually pretty fun. I, I can play along. There's music, trivia, it's pop culture. Okay, it's very nice. I, these sons of bitches. These, these motherfuckers. These pieces of shit. Fucking assholes. Fuck you. Now, the first episode I gave a pass to because I was thinking like, oh, you know, it's, you know, COVID, what are you going to do? No, no. I will go on and say this. I will say this. I, Jordan Haas, with with clear mind, even though it's about 11 p.m. at night, with a clear mind, will say Cherry's Well is the worst game show of the last decade. 
Well, actually, I won't go that far. Ponted Payday really did suck worse. Uh, we're of the year so far, yes. Cherry's Well is an F. Cherry's Well is an F. F. I don't give out Fs that often. I usually try and come up with positives with this show. I usually try and look at a positive outcome. My positive outcome was they have a good format out, out idea. I kind of I can enjoy it. These these fucking assholes. They they took my they, they took the format. Then they ripped it away from me. Went well. It's not really that because this is a cheap fucking game show. This was just cheap filler. Jason Biggs. Every fucking joke is I'm a shit actor. It 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 these motherfuckers. Jason Biggs deserves better. He doesn't deserve to be on this shitty show. Remember Spin the Wheel? Why couldn't you just bring that show back, huh? You could just bring back Spin the the Spin the Wheel show, Justin Timberlake, no, with Dak Shepard. Remember that? No, you don't. No, no. So, 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 Cherry's Wild is a game show where there's a couple, and it's kind of like The Wall, where we're just a couple, and they're, it's a feel good story. Then they're given a true or false question. If they're right, they get to spin, and that's good because it ends up with money, or it could end up with a cherry, or it can end up with one of the other bonuses, like an extra free spin or something, something, something. One of which is the wild cherry, cherry, wild, wild moment, wild, wild, wild west, wiki wah, wiki wah. And it's... It's one of those, it's hard to explain. It's, when I see it on paper, it's a true-false quiz to spin the wheel, to, and if it's a cherry, that's good. Oh, okay, I, I, I could see that, because if it's money, it's good, too, because it's money in their bank, and that's kind of like a game show. You got right win money. Okay, like, press your luck, or this, or this, or Joker's Wild. It's like a reversal of Joker's Wild, because Joker's Wild, you spin the wheel, and that determines the category, and then you answer the question, and... It's all RNG, and you answer the question, you get the money right, because it's based on the outcome of the spin. But in this version, you you get a question right, you spin the wheel, and that determines what. No, no, no. I I thought that was the case, but no. In round two, in round two, they there it's a pop culture question with a five answer multiple choice. Is it A, B, C, D, or E? All of the buzzer podiums look like Pepsi cans. Really on the nose on this one. Next to a shitty, you know that virtual reality thing you see at Universal Studios of the fake like people dancing? We, they just used it and put it in a corner and said, that's our studio audience. And they recorded the same people going this. And whoever is in post does a really shitty job of making it feel like we were watching a real game show and they were watching it because it really is horrifyingly bad. I It, it fumes me with anger now. The first episode, I gave it a pass because I just thought, okay, this is the pilot. They don't give a shit. They're just going to edit. No, this is every fucking episode. It is... It is like there's a question about like Gordon Ramsay is from Ireland. True or false? Oh, Scotland... Yeah, it's, yeah, I know, because my wife is just a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. Ha, 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 ha. Cut to the audience clapping, going, ha, 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 ha. When, when they spin the wheel, they even try to force the crowd to do a forced catchphrase. 
If it's one thing I fucking hate about a game show is when you force a catchphrase on a crowd. Because it usually says, we're very desperate for this to be a success. Deal or no deal? Yes, the audience says deal or no deal. But they're not prompted to say that. They're just kind of told, like, you give them advice. Tell... Because if you notice, when you watch Deal or No Deal, the crowd goes, Deal, No Deal, or they say, One more time, one more time. If it's press your luck, the same thing. Press your luck, one more time. No, walk away, walk away. Like, that's the audience. Now, imagine that. But instead, it's like 14 people who clearly, like, had to be quarantined in a hotel room for two weeks so they can get paid the $300 to wear a black shirt, sit in the same podiums they probably are going to use for the mask dancer and the mask singer season five. But now they're going cherry, 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 like, like, like in Jerry Springer. You get it? Instead of Jerry, Jerry, it's cherry, cherry. It's, it's funny. Cause it's like a topical reference from 30 years ago. Remember Jerry's wild. Jerry Springer, Jerry's Wild, Jerry's Springer, Wild, Wild, Wild West, Wikiwa. <sighs> anyway, so what they decided to do was after that round, then they start the final round where they spin the wheels. But here's the catch. If at one point it's the Wild Cherry, Cherry Wild, Wild Pepsi, Wild Perry, Wild, Wild West, Wikiwa, Wikiwa, then we stop everything, we play a mini game where they get to spin the wheel and whatever it lands on and all of the five slots they get to take home which could be money it could be a free cherry it could be a bonus spin or money so anyway uh they go to the bonus round now they get uh one free spin of the wheel then they have any extra free spins used up you spin the wheel, and if it's five cherries, you win the game. If it's a free spin, you free spin it. Now, if it's not cherry, it could be a red X, which is bad because you don't get any money that round. If it's money, you get the money, and that's good. Uh, the object of the game is to amass as much money as possible, but if you get all five cherries at any given time, the game ends and you get a quarter million dollars. Once all your free spins are stopped, you didn't have to play what is essentially Peggle, where you have to risk $10,000 and spend it because uh, you have mastered money throughout the game with these trivia questions to spin one more time in the hopes that you get a cherry. And then you can stop or risk it again for a cherry or stop and risk it again for a cherry. And I'm going to throw this out here. And this is why I fucking hate this. Right at the end, right after I posted all of those comments of good, I read a disclaimer. The, the slot machine is not random. It is not RNG. The slot machine is predetermined. Where there's only one guaranteed win per tape day. Not episode day as in you could have been on on day one you could have been there in the morning and they had no fucking plans for you to win it was it was game three that was the random selection and you failed they also apparently in round two gave the contestants a choice of the subject matter in advance 
so that way they can get an advantage. That would be great if, if we saw it on the show. Wouldn't that have made a great format point? Hey, do you want to answer questions about movies or music? That would have been fantastic. Because then you would have at least had, we're going to go movies. Because me and my wife go out to the movies every Friday. I want to go back to the movies when COVID ends. Something like that would have been fantastic. But no, 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 no. We don't get to see that at all. We are all about seeing the audience laugh. Forced dialogue. Whoever was in charge of of rehearsing the contestants, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, you should not do what you're doing right now because it feels like I'm watching a really bad social media campaign. Hey guys, how's it going? I just want to say smash the like button. No, 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 no. Stop it. No, fuck you. Oh, I know this one because we're big fans of Justin Bieber. The answer is B, Beliebers. Lock it in. There is nothing for Jason Biggs to play off of. The play off of is definitely forced lines written by by somebody because they had the interview with these uh, contestants beforehand because we want to get to know them. Oh, you're a police officer. You're a teacher. Uh, you're you're a uh, you you work in the food service industry. So now we're going to have something like ah, oh, food's great. And when it's the wild cherry round. We have to make the disclaimer. This is the Wild Cherry Pepsi Presents, the Wild Moment, Cherry's Wild, Wild Stallions. Wee, wee, wee. Wiki, wall, wiki, wall, wiki, wild, wild west. Cherry, 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 wild, cherry, cherry, wild, 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 cherry, cherry, wild, wild, wild animal games. It is the worst. The set is shit. It's just a blue background with a lit up cherry. They have. They didn't really. The, the, imagine, if you will, instead of just a fictional cherry on the side, they actually just I don't know, talk to a light guy to make a f- actual light up cherry. That would have been cool. Like, hey, an actual game show prop. Like, here's a neon cherry light to make it look like Vegas. Ugh. The podiums that look like fake, uh, po- like fake Pepsi cans. They, I think, are Rubbermaid trash cans painted blue, covered in silver glitter. Like, it is amateur hour game show prop. It is that bad. I am not fucking kidding you. The, the set is shit. Then the format. Well, if it's right, you get money. Okay, I'm on board. Yes. Well, actually, you're not really getting the money. It's actually a pre Like, if you got this question right, you would have gotten $6,000 because we selected and the producer said yes and Pepsi approved. No. Fuck you. Oh, and then this one, it's a five. Uh, if you get the multiple choice right, you get to spin the wheel and get a prize. But it's also predetermined in advance. So if it's money, it's money. If it's not, if it's the wiki wiki wild, 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 wild moments, wild, 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 uh, it's this. Well, so so the producers ahead of time know for a fact like game two is a no win. You can get about fifty thousand. Game three is a no win. You get seventy three thousand. Game three, hundred four thousand. But game five, that's the quarter million dollar win because that has the five at the very last spot. If they decided to risk it, they would get the quarter million. No, fuck you. No, eat shit. Go away. 
fuck off. This is not how you do a game show. If you're doing a slot machine as a game show, you do not force a hand on a player because then there is no outcome for the contestant to really feel like there's luck on their side and they should spin. Press your luck does not do that. Press your luck, the luck is on your side. It really is just do you want to stop because you have like 80 grand and your dream car and a trip that you've always wanted to go on your wife. Do you want to walk away with that or do you want to spend three more times knowing that there's $100,000 on the line and you're about $200,000 away from a million dollars? No, no, no. They don't fucking do that. Joker's Wild with Snoop Dogg? They don't fucking do that. What they do is this actual fucking RNG, even on Beat the Devil. On Beat the Devil, they tell you it's one of the three slots has the devil on it. And it's just, and they take out the lowest value in favor of it. Like, that is how they do it. And Snoop then hands out money because in the second season and third season, they just went, screw it. I, I know you can't, you don't want to walk away with like 500 bucks. So here, here's like $3,000. You want to take $3,000 to walk away or what do you want to spend again? It works. It fucking works as a game show format. And Cherry's Wild, while I would defend the fuck out of this show on any other time, it has the makings of a good format. When they told me, like, you can risk it for a spin of the wheel, I went, okay, if this is luck, then I can understand this game show. But then that fucking disclaimer saying this is not really a slot machine, they're not risking money, this is all predetermined, I fucking lost it. You fucking, you, you pieces of shit at Pepsi, fuck off. I trusted you, Pepsi. I trusted you with... You know what? These are the same fuckers who do Pepsi Blue. Why would you do Pepsi Blue and Crystal Pepsi is much better? You are making bad decisions year after year at this point. You got rid of Pepsi 1893, and now you're making a shit game show. You're on my shit list, Pepsi. Fuck you, Pepsi. You 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 don't you don't bring me Pepsi Man, the Japanese PlayStation game. You don't uh, you you get rid of Crystal Pepsi, the 90s treat. You bring back Pepsi Blue. Why no one likes Pepsi Blue other than weird kids who like licking like Tylenol and then spitting out the aspirin because they just wanted the sugar coating on it. Fuck you. Fuck you with this game show. Fuck you. Fuck you, Pepsi. I'm gonna I'm gonna now just be a Coca-Cola home from now on. I'm gonna get some Coke Zero. I'm gonna get a Sprite, a Sprite remix, a regular Coke. You know what? You know what? Why not? You know what? I'll even get a Dr. Pepper. It's not a Coke product, but sure as hell ain't Pepsi. Because you fucking assholes made one of the worst fucking game shows. You, I trusted you to make a good game show. I saw the game show. It made sense on paper. Then you fucking had to tear it up with that one little disclaimer. Well, you know, it's not actually randomized. It's actually uh, the producers had to uh, make a determination of what the values will be on the slot machine. And then the uh, we had to make a selection that one of the guaranteed tape games would have an outcome. Just one tape day would have a guaranteed outcome of the quarter million. No. No, it should be all of the episodes have a guaranteed outcome of a quarter million. Every one of them. I know you don't want to hand out a quarter million dollars every episode. You don't have to worry about that. If your format's good enough, you will have cost-effective contestants who will go, I just want to walk away $40,000. I'm fine. Or they take the risk and they go, I, 
I can't risk it. Well, well, you tried your luck, you didn't work out, but you got $5,000. That's fine. Because $5,000 is still not a quarter million. You would have only gave out a little bit because of an RNG, a one in six chance or a one in seven chance or one in eight chance. You don't have to force a win. You don't have to force a play of here's what your, your reel is for this episode. You just have to have a game show where if it's a slot machine, it's random. And if it's trivia-based, it's good. It feels like no one wants to be here. Everyone half-assed this. There was This felt like a Pepsi promotion that they were going to have in the summer and then they just went fuck it we'll just make a game show right now i don't fucking know because that is the level we are in this is an f f f one out of five zero out of ten minus five stars whatever you want to say that says this show is shit do not watch that's it cherry's wild fuck you fuck you cherry's wild fuck off Fuck you, Pepsi. You've made a horrible game show that makes me want to watch Ultimate Tag again because at least I know there's fairness in that game show. Even if it's just kind of just American Gladiator. <sighs> they made a hardest... What? Tough as Nail Season 2? Why would... It... I mean, I guess Amazing Race doesn't... Whatever. Oh, God. CBS is trying to do game shows, and they're still doing shitty reality. This is CBS. They have Let's Make a Deal and Price is Right. They just can't They just can't do primetime specials of that. They can't, like, or, like look at Fremontal's library and go, we'll bring back Password or what? What the fuck is wrong with CBS right now? NBC is on Synergy Watch, so which host, which person from Cloud9 is going to end up hosting uh, the reboot of Fear Factor? Because they're going to because it's going to be another NBC game show. They're going to, I mean, they're doing College Bowl. I think to me that feels like a good game show that might work out. But then I realize this is NBC, so are we going to have like a, a cameo appearance by Jimmy Fallon or Ellen DeGeneres going, Hey, how's it going? Hey, Peyton Manning. How's it going? Good luck on your game show. That's fun. No, just, I don't look, I just, there's a reason I stopped doing this podcast. Sometimes it's game shows have, have ruined a lot of fun for me. So I'm trying to find good game shows so I can enjoy myself. And yeah, it doesn't work that well sometimes. But hey, hey, I'm committed to find that next hit. I am sure. I'm sure as shit, there's going to be a big hit in the next five years. And it's not going to be a rebooted game show. It's going to be a new show. It's going to be a new in studio game show. It's going to be as big as Double Dare. It's going to be as big as Remote Control. It's going to be as big as The Price Is Right. It's going to be the Deal or No Deal of this decade. It's going to happen in the next five years. I am. Fucking sure of it. And I want to be there for the announcement of the show, the development of that show, and to see the success because I know we're in streaming media markets. We are in the downslide of television in favor of streaming. But I don't care if it's television, I don't care if it's streaming. There's going to be a big studio game show. I want to be there when it happens. I want to report that. But I have to sit through week by week, really shitty meme 
fucking dialogue for p- press release for some game show that they clearly only half-assed and someone only picked up because they knew the developers and the executives in charge of production. Oh, Food Network's going to make another food show, but the twist is that uh, everything's on a spinny wheel. It's like a, it's, it's kind of like a, the guy's grocery games or the tournament champions, and we're going to call it Spin It to Win It or some other horrible wheel pun. It's Wheelie Good Food coming up. <sighs> Just Speaking of yelling about food, Gordon Ramsay. In addition to being the host of all the shows on Fox, just all of them, uh, from Hell's Kitchen to 24 Hours to Hell to Hell's Kitchen to Hotel Hell to uh, F-Word. Remember when did the F-Word? Didn't work out so well. Uh, He's now a host of something that's not food-related. That's right. Gordon Ramsay has a brand-new game show on, of all places, BBC One. It is called Bank Balance, or more specifically in full name, Gordon Ramsay's Bank Balance. Gordon Ramsay's bank balance has basically toppled the game show. In each episode, a pair of contestants uh, has a chance to win 100,000 pounds. The only thing standing in their way is the balance bars. I don't think they even gave it a name. The balance table? The, the balance bar? The balance beams? The, it's, a, it's this contraption in the center of the, of the stage. So there are, it's basically a cross that looks like an X shape with a low, medium, and the top part of X's. So it kind of looks like, uh, what is the pyramid in Mexico? The, the, the stairs, Inca Tower, one of those. Imagine that, but uh, on, a, on a little tipsy little wagon thing. And there's 12 spots, three on each side low, medium, high, numbered 1 through 12. The contestants have 12 sets of bars, five of which have no money values. Three have two stacks, two have one stack. And then seven are worth money. Three are worth 9,000 pounds, three are worth 16,000 pounds, and one is worth 25,000 pounds. The catch is, the bigger the stack, the more money it's worth, but the more risky it is, it'll fall off the tower, and how, what would happen? Oh, dear God, oh, oh, no, you're gonna, it's gonna topple, oh, no! Oh, fuck off, oh, shit, oh, fuck! Oh, can't believe it, oh, no, oh, no! Oh, the tower, oh, oh, no, fuckity, fuck, oh, shit, fuck! Oh, crackers and cheese. So in this, in this episode, uh, the contestants have to uh, pick a category. They have to then select the, uh, the randomized number uh, from a disc that's, that's chosen at random, like deal or no deal. Then they have to make a decision. Do you want to pick a one-bar stack at no money, a two-bar stack, for no money, a three bar stack for 9,000, a four bar stack for 16,000, or the five bar stack for 25,000. Keep in mind, for each bar you get right, you have to require an answer. And that answer is important because that's the only way you can stack one on the base. So you have to answer, you have to name like five events in a decathlon or four of the winners of. Bryn's Got Talent, 
one of those like those kind of questions. Can you name three ingredients in a supreme pizza at Domino's or something like that? And you have 60 seconds. And the catch is you have to say an answer, then buzz in. If it's right, then you can run over to the tower and stack a bar. Then, as soon as the bar is placed, you can give a second answer, lock in, and keep going. That isn't enough time to stack five bars because you have to be really quick, but then you have to be very cautious with the bar. And as it's happening, Gordon Ramsay is sitting there going, "You have good luck, you guys. You have 20 seconds left. Oh, oh, geez. Okay, come on, just two more, 20 seconds. If at any point you run out of time or give an incorrect answer, you have to get you have to continue your stack, but this time you have to add a f- bonus bar, the penalty bar, which is really tiny but also very wobbly, making the game even more tougher for you to win. Because the catch of this show is, if at any point the tower tumbles and you a bar falls off the table, you lose everything. The game is over. Get the fuck off my studio. That's bank balance. That's the game show. As much as I think Gordon Ramsay is okay as a game show host, and I like the idea of like a answer the question to stack the pot, I think they don't know what the hell they're doing. I think the uh, I think that they 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 did they obviously did format this. But they format in a way where it's like most British game shows. There's no fucking way we're giving away big money. Fuck you. But there's lifelines in the show. After every three uh, stackings, because there's 12 slots to fill. So three slots gets you the first credit. And in the first credit, you can get you can switch. You can, you can redo your draw. And if it's like you don't like number five, you can grab another coin. And maybe it's number seven. That'd be great. After six, you can uh, cash a stack, which means whatever stack you're playing for, if you use the credit, is guaranteed money. So you can guarantee yourself 9000 16000 or 25000 Yippee. But remember, if you fail, you don't get the money, and you sell that penalty. So is it really worth it? I don't know. And then finally, more time after nine which gives you a little bit more time to answer the question and make it a little easier for you to stack the cash because your nerves and blah 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 blah, blah. i i don't i don't i don't I, I think they test this a little too much i think they overcomplicated a game show it honestly should have been just hey um you can give up to five correct answers, but if you're wrong at any point, the values of the cash is gone. So you can win up to 5,000 pounds per question. Like each bar is worth 1,000 pounds. But you need to have at least one on the stack, and then you have a lock-in mechanism that stops the game. If you run out of time stacking in cash or giving a correct answer, then it's worthless. That's all you had to do for the format because then it's like, well, if you get one incorrect answer, you add one plus that penalty. If you go all the way and go five, you can do it. So that way you can actually try and like balance it like, oh, that site is three. So I need to give three correct answers. Uh, That one. Okay, for 3,000 more pounds, blah, blah, blah. Because then at the very worst, you just have contestants when like a... no money because they got all the questions wrong, but they stacked the deck. 
uh, or they get a thousand pounds. But at the best, they get sixty thousand, or maybe just maybe because five times a twelve is sixty. What if they, you know, that's when you double the money? So it's like over a hundred thousand pounds. Would would that have been fantastic? They uh, obviously wanted to make sure that there was a forced uh, topple because four to three is lopsided. But then you lopsided again with a three stack at seven three. Uh oh, what's going to happen? And then you have a, like another side, you have like two. So suddenly it's tilting over to another side. Well, that's not good. <sighs> it's a it's a really cool set. Gordon Ramsay is a good host. They overcomplicated the format of the show, where the tension point doesn't really exist until midpoint to forty minutes into the show. In a way that is just you might as well just be fucking off, get the fuck off, fuck it, just fucking off, and do nothing until like the the sh- the show is like near its completion. Or because otherwise you're going to just see like, oh, a new set of contestants showed up. Well, that means that they didn't win. Okay. I can't believe they fucked it up. I mean, like, it's a good idea for a game show. I think Gordon Ramsay playing that show works, but it feels more like a three-minute challenge you would see on the Crystal Maze in the Aztec zone where it's like, fill, like put these sandbags on the balance beam. If the balance beam fault, like smashes the vase, it's an A-less. Something like that would have made an easier a format point. But no, they didn't no, we have to make this stretched out to an hour because it's a game show. <sighs> At no point do you really feel like I could have done that show. That's also a big negative with it. Now Gordon Ramsay, I will still say, is a fantastic host. He's very charming, very silly. Uh you see a good side of him that is often not really the case because when you see him on fox game shows it's usually just give me your jacket and leave hell's kitchen fuck you or hey you're the master chef here's your apron it's like a jacket but it's not it's an apron you won fuck off that's 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 the shows and i think bank balance has the makings of an actual fox game show I think they would have to retool the format slightly to make it feel like a show that you could watch. Also, they'll probably do a lot more when a large cash prize hangs in the balance. Something like that would be said. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I give Bank Balance a C plus. I think it's fine, but I think they should give you a prize at the level two or level one as well. Or just have a set value per bar instead of just a three is worth this, a four is worth this. Just make every bar worth a thousand. I think it would be cheaper uh, and it would make the show a lot faster. Uh, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Because five plus 20, because let's see, five. I'm trying to do the math right now. Five plus four plus four plus four is 12. That's 17. And then uh, three stacks of three is nine. So 17 plus nine is 26. Then three sets of two is six. So that would be 38. Yeah, you would end up with 40. So you can have 40,000 pounds. Hey, you made a game show. Look at that. Look at that. You made a game show. But it's still early days. 
Um, I, I give it a C plus. I think obviously if, if they pick it up for a series two, uh, they will fix it up slightly that it becomes a bit more winnable uh, and becomes a bit more uh, fun, I think would be the nice word to say. Because watching it, I'm not having fun watching it. It feels very dull and not a lot of... And maybe I understand you want to have like quiz format because UK game shows love their quizzes. But just something about it being like a deal or no deal luck-based game show actually kind of feels better. Like a minute to win it. Can you stack 10 of these on here? That might actually be the game show as well. Just give Gordon Ramsay a minute to win it. It worked for it, it worked for Guy Fieri. Okay, so now that that's over with, uh, it's now time for Foreign Game Show Spotlight. Besides Bank Balance, a documental has still been going on on Amazon Prime. Did you guys know that? Prime Video... Uh, the home of most videos that you watch, like The Boys. Elon, uh, it is exactly what Jeff Bezos wants you to watch. Apparently, they're on its seventh season in Japan. So I have been trying to figure out how to get all of the seven series into the Americas because we're still we're still stuck on season three. And I think the problem with the show is. They, I don't know if it's just like they can't get uh, uh, someone who do who does who's good at dubbing or or uh, sorry uh, uh, subtitles to 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 clarify the jokes, or if it's just it's 2020 and they don't think a really weird Japanese game show would work. But I fell in love with in 20 like 17, and I I still think it's a good format. And I know that we talked about it earlier with Rebel Wilson. Uh, I just want more. I want more last one laughing. I want more documental. Uh, so that's the foreign game show spotlight. A hard quiz is still on the air in Australia. Holy moly's in Australia. I didn't like it so much. I think the Rob Riggle's a good character. I think they, they did a good job of recreating the set in Australia. But uh, they uh, they did a kids version and they fucking did Oh No Snakes and Spiders on the parents as the kids putt and I thought that was uh, a little too low for the show. Uh, I I still fucking hate Oh No Snakes and Spiders as a challenge just because it's an animal um, and the whole concept is oh they're afraid of spiders and snakes watch them be freaked out ha <laughs> ha it it's too tiresome I. I get it's it's not desensitized it's not desensitization. It really is just like, can you really come up with something better? Like right now, like you, you, this is your your you will want to do panic attack on the parents. That's the this is a comedy show. You we know that Holy Moly is a comedy show, right? It's a comedy slapstick mini golf show. All right. <sighs> Anyway, uh, documental, pretty good. I'm going to rewatch that next week. Uh, and that's going to do it for us here. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into this Patreon exclusive podcast. Don't fucking watch Cherry's Wild. Maybe watch Taskmaster. Maybe watch Supermarket Sweep. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, before we close this out, I want to do some uh, review spotlight. Uh, Jeopardy got fifth position. Because I just want to say this, Ken Jennings... And, and Mike Richards, they're not really that good of Jeopardy hosts. Sorry. Ken Jennings is really good at, at being a Jeopardy contestant, but it's still weird seeing him be Jeopardy host 
while still being on the chase. So unless the chase is a one-and-done season or he chooses to leave in favor of Jeopardy, it's not really... It's a weird clash because he has to play two different personas. And I would rather he does Jeopardy uh, and come up with his own catchphrase. Now, on his version, his finale is, we'll see you next time, and thank you, Alex. Uh, For Mike Richards... He tries to close it the same way you would The Price is Right. And as Alex always says, if we want to make a fair and just world, if we all give just a little bit, then we'll be a little better off. Thank you. That, that it, it, it puts, it, it, it's like a, uh, it feels like he's, he did the Michael Scott Wayne Gretzky bit on The Office. Like he, he, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. That's exactly what it feels like. It's, it's like if we all give a little uh, heart, Alex Trebek slash Mike Richards. And I know he doesn't want that. I know he's trying to mean well with Alex Trebek, but it's, it's not, no. Also coming up, Dr. Oz is going to be a host that is going to be a shit show. I think Jeopardy uh, is is definitely going to be in a rotation host circle for a couple of years until they find their definitive host. Uh, and and it's not because of uh, COVID being the reason. It's It really is just like countdown, a rotating host until you find the winner. Uh, have I got news for you, rotating host to have a winner? They did that for uh, the... They were going to do that for The Price is Right before they said, yeah, just give it to Drew. So... I think we'll have our winner eventually. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to eat a sandwich, going to watch some Japanese game shows, and I hope you have a great night. Uh, Until next time, big smooch! forgot that uh, I saw tuned in. Damn it. Fuck. Son of a bitch. Hi. Hi. This is Jordan. I'm just calling from the future. Hello. Right before I uploaded this, I saw my checklist and I forgot to do the review of tuned in. The brand new Nickelodeon game show. Um, yeah. Apparently this was a show that was piloted back in the 80s and 90s. When remote control was popular, Nickelodeon wanted a mini version of remote control, uh, but for Nicktoons, because that was their brand. Um, so, uh, you know, brand identification with Nickelodeon. Uh, it, it, it's it's um, the best way to describe it is it's bad, 
but not as bad as Cherry's Wild. <laughs> I don't want to really insult kids that much, and I don't really want to insult the, the production that much because it's a nice-looking set. Uh, there's a robot host who looks like a like a like a cartoon on an iPad, and it keeps moving like an animatronic. Um, the premise of the game is uh, there are various challenges uh, with the whole gimmick of if you're correct, you get points, but if you're incorrect, you get uh, slime or whipped cream pies or moose or other weird shenanigans dumped on you because nickelodeon you know messy haha you got it wrong so you're covered in slime uh it uh the gag wears off after five minutes of the contestants getting slimed uh i i kind of to me that was kind of like a major negative for nickelodeon who's notorious for slime it, it you get desensitized to it rather quickly to the point of not really that funny and i think that's the purpose of slime is you know it's either a celebration or especially that's what's in the line of modern day or it's used uh as a silly kind of like in figure it out uh the questions are all about Nickelodeon cartoons or Nicktoons, so things like Legend of Korra and Avatar and SpongeBob and The Loud House uh, and uh, Dora the Explorer. Uh, in a way, it's brand integration, which I guess is a good thing for for the network. But um, the the premises they play for points, and then in the final round, it's basically kind of like a pyramid game. Where they have to, ch they choose one of three, and then they got to go left or right, like in a hexagonal maze. If they're right, they get fifty dollars, and they keep advancing up the ladder: fifty, one hundred, one fifty, two hundred, uh, two fifty, and then the grand prize: a thousand dollars. So the grand prize is a thousand bucks, which is really cheap when you consider. <laughs> Other Nickelodeon game shows, uh, not even cling double there in this. Like I'm, I'm pointing at things like uh, uh, the, the figure it out. The prices are at least three grand. The the Hawaii vacations too. Like this is really, what was that? Uh, that dancing show was like two thousand dollars. So this was really um, lower budget. Uh, the the game is always like um, which of these is not in the Krusty Krab. Uh, Hey, what's the name of uh, this character that Sokka sees in this one episode of Avatar? It's just it's just like memory games plus um, challenges based on what you what is in the world of. Now, what I like about the show is at the end of the of the series, the the winning contestant as they play gets to pick their expert subject, and that is kind of like a really cool. I guess novelty of this game is the expert subject. So if they're really a big fan of Fairly Odd Parents, they can pick that. Now, I, I can't judge the, the material that often because, as we've established, I'm a grown-ass adult. I'm in my 30s. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as far as the content's concerned, I mean, it's okay. Uh, it, it is Nickelodeon trivia, on Nickelodeon, this could have been on Disney, for instance, if it's just Disney trivia. But Nickelodeon, 
makes sense. Um, there is, however, a big ca caveat to this is uh, they don't really air that many shows on Nickelodeon these days. I've I watched Nickel. I was a Nickelodeon kid. Of course, I like Nickelodeon. But the problem is when you have an anchor show like SpongeBob for five and a half hours each day. Uh, there's not enough time to watch Ninja Turtles. There's not enough time to watch uh, 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 The Loud House. I think that's for an hour as well. That you don't get enough time to, to see a lot of the shows that's in the Nickelodeon library. I think Paramount Plus has more shows available to watch that is quote-unquote modern Nickelodeon than what you can actually watch on Nickelodeon right now. It's that depressing. Uh, however, I will say that uh, TuneIn has uh, has an actual like, nice format with scoring mechanics. Uh, the way they handle games are very clever, uh, very kid-appropriate as well. The negatives involve just the cheapness of the grand prize being $1,000, the uh, gimmick of if you're incorrect, you get covered in goop, like a slime or something, because that wears off really quick. Like after round, like right in the middle of round one, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so imagine a bonus round where if you're wrong, you get covered in slime and you got to continue. It just, yeah. Tuned In might have worked better as an online game show instead of as a actual for-network production, but I think they made this for-network production instead of an online thing, uh, which also is a big negative. Uh, it wasn't that long ago you saw things like uh, Brain Surge, which had a much elaborate set in, this, in a brain drain, and when someone got slimed, it was at the end because they won. Um, here it just, I don't know. It, it just, it doesn't really fit, but it does fit. It feels, it feels like, uh, a reboot of a game show that never aired, if that makes sense. Uh, and in, in our way, it also feels like a reboot of a show that never aired with the material being stuff you've never seen, even if you were a child who is a big fan of Nickelodeon cartoons. Uh, to the point of it's it's like who is this for? This just feels like uh, a problem I explained in the early in this episode of game shows being picked up for the sake of we need content, uh, not really for with a cohesive uh, plot. Usually, if you can like have an aspiration to be a contestant on a show, that makes sense. But here, it's just kind of. I don't know. It just feels a little too messy. It feels like, it feels like that one round of uh oh in Canada, where if you're wrong, they cover you in goo. Uh, but that's just the entire show, to the point of that's exhausting. At least in that version, it kind of happens w maybe once or twice or maybe three times an episode. It's not every spin is the the the, the uh oh or uh oh deluxe. Here it is every question, and it just is so exhausting and no amount of voiceover host going well you know you look great makes up for that so i i give it a c minus i what i'm trying to say is I, I i game shows i don't know game of talents is coming up too i forgot to bring that up 
A Game of Talents looks like a lot of fun. If you like the game show Identity, Game of Talents might be up your alley because it's just Identity, but with talent, which I think is actually a little bit better of a format because when it's a talent, they can actually show off their skill, which means that you're not just playing a dull guessing game. You're, you're actually watching like a talent be enacted in the middle of this guessing game, which is perfect for Fox as they are now really keen on guessing games being their modern hits. Like, I can see your voice and the masked singer and the masked dancer. So, yeah, I, I'm going to just uh, cry now. Anyway, that's it for the episode. Bye-bye.